Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest for Thursday, March 25th, 2010. Here's what's on the front page this morning. Predator was shielded by the Vatican. Social Security to see payout exceed pay-in, and U.S. and Russia agree to slash nuclear arms. In this morning's business pages, Bank of America to forgive some mortgage debt. Behind consumer agency idea, a fiery advocate. And Britain's cling to vast welfare state, despite ballooning debt. There will, of course, be more business stories along with more national and world news. A roundup from the sports page in New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Predator Was Shielded by the Vatican. Reported by Laurie Goodstein. Top Vatican officials, including the future Pope Benedict XVI, did not defrock a priest who molested as many as 200 deaf boys, even though several U.S. bishops repeatedly warned them that failure to act on the matter could embarrass the church, according to church files unearthed as part of a lawsuit. The internal correspondence from bishops in Wisconsin directly to Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, the future pope, shows that while church officials tussled over whether the priest should be dismissed, their highest priority was protecting the church from scandal. The documents emerge as Pope Benedict is facing other accusations that he and direct subordinates often did not alert civilian authorities or disciplined priests involved in sexual abuse when he served as an archbishop in Germany and as the Vatican's chief doctrinal enforcer. The Wisconsin case involved the Reverend Lawrence Murphy, who worked at a school for deaf children from 1950 to 1974. But it is only one of thousands of cases forwarded over decades by bishops to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, led from 1981 to 2005 by Ratzinger. It is the Vatican office that decides whether accused priests should be given full canonical trials and defrocked. In 1996, Ratzinger failed to respond to two letters about the case from Rembert Weekland, Milwaukee's Archbishop. After eight months, his second-in-command at the office, Cardinal Tarsicio Bertoni, now the Vatican's Secretary of State, instructed the Wisconsin bishops to begin a secret canonical trial that could lead to Murphy's dismissal. But Bertoni halted the process after Murphy personally wrote to Ratzinger, protesting that he should not be put on trial because he'd already repented and was in poor health and that the case was beyond the church's own statute of limitations. I simply want to live out the time that I have left in the dignity of my priesthood, Murphy wrote near the end of his life to the cardinal. I ask your kind assistance in this matter. The files contain no response from Ratzinger. The New York Times obtained the documents which the church fought to keep secret from Jeff Anderson and Mike Finnegan, the lawyers for five men who brought four lawsuits against the Archdiocese of Milwaukee. The documents include letters between bishops and the Vatican, victims' affidavits, the handwritten notes of an expert on sexual disorders who interviewed Murphy, and minutes of a final meeting on the case at the Vatican. Murphy was never tried or disciplined by the church and also got a pass from the police and prosecutors who ignored reports from his victims, according to the documents and interviews with the victims. Three successive archbishops in Wisconsin were told that Murphy was sexually abusing children, the documents show, but never reported it to criminal or civil authorities. Instead of being disciplined, Murphy was quietly moved by Archbishop William Cousins to the Diocese of Superior in northern Wisconsin in 1974, where he spent his last 24 years working freely with children in parishes, schools, and as one lawsuit charges, a juvenile detention center. He died in 1998, still a priest. 
Murphy, a hearing man, was gifted at communicating in American Sign Language and an effective fundraiser for deaf causes. He started as a teacher at St. John's School for the Deaf in St. Francis, Wisconsin in 1950. He was promoted to run the school in 1960, even though students had disclosed to church officials in the 1950s that he was a predator. 